Hi everyone, good morning. Um, well, I don't know what time it is where you're listening or what time you're listening to this. But yeah, it's morning over here at the minute. And I'm actually awake at a reasonable hour. Uh, welcome to episode 6 of Rant Room. And today I'm going to be talking a bit about being stuck in a rut. Like, career-wise mainly. I've um, I've found that it's been quite a big experience for me this past year, year and a half or so. Uh, trying to decide what to do and deciding to change career and things like that. So yeah, um, so so many of us are going to go through this feeling of getting stuck in a rut um, uh, over the years. It's, it's it's quite a difficult thing to go through. You just you just get to a point in your life where you feel like hmm, feel a bit trapped. Don't really know what's going on. And it could be it's not just about work like. Um, my experience is mainly is mainly to do with work, but you might it could be a relationship, it could be at home, you know, like it could it could literally be anything or a friendship that's quite toxic to you. But you could basically be stuck in any sense of the word, and you might be having a really rough time that you can't seem to get out of, especially what with um the situation with COVID and stuff, because I know that's screwed things up for a lot of people, including myself. Um, but maybe, you know, you're somewhere where you can't get out of physically, mentally, work-wise, or maybe you're not quite where you predicted you would be in life by this point and you can't work out how to get there. I mean, you could be struggling to find a job and you're facing rejection after rejection after putting what seems like hours of your life into what seems like constant job applications, or maybe you've got a job already but it's not really what you want to do and you're starting to feel quite trapped so like I said it might not even be able to be be about work it could be anything so you might have been in the same place for too long or like like living wise or it could be to do with being single or being in a relationship maybe you've been unlucky in love one too many times and you feel like you'll never have that experience or maybe you feel like you're in a rough relationship and, and you know deep down it needs to end so maybe just in general you just feel stuck and you're not really sure why Okay, so I guess the most important thing to remember here is that you can and eventually will move forward in your life. It might not seem that way, but this is still just as true, even if you've been feeling stuck for a long time and can feel it affecting other parts of your life, such as your mental health and well-being. So, um, like I was saying, one of the most common ways to get stuck is career-wise. So nobody sets out to get stuck in a rut. More often than not, nobody thinks they're going to get stuck in a rut, but it does happen all the time usually slowly over time and you don't really notice what's happening and then one day you wake up and think to yourself oh I'm a bit bored I've been doing this for a while I've been here far too long I'm sort of fed up with this and then every day seems to come with the same old shit and it drags out a bit slower than it would have done three or four months ago you find yourself wishing the days away and that can be pretty dangerous you know you're, you're counting down the minutes till you finish you seem to calculate them way quicker than you ever did before you're less likely to take crap from people, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, but, you know, then, uh, but, you know, sometimes it can get you into trouble. Um, and the slightest inconvenience causes you to drift off into daydreams about dramatically quitting. Um, so your motivation and your feelings of fulfillment have probably dropped and you're pretty much ready for a change in your life. Maybe you've got a bit comfortable or you're worried about any difficulties that might come with a substantial change in circumstance. 
but you're not doing what you what, what you want in life and you're feeling like you're wasting time so what to do next so this is coming from somebody who's um who's had a few jobs and has and has moved around a fair bit and has had their life shaken up um professionally personally on more than one occasion so those are all probably signs that you're getting stuck somewhere you shouldn't be i experienced the exact same thing about this time last year so you're that those are signs you're getting stuck somewhere that you shouldn't be and you need to move on it's quite important to remember though that no matter how stuck you might feel at the moment even if you're feeling like it's never ending and you know you're never going to get out of it but it will end it will pass so that feeling is only temporary even if it doesn't feel like it i know it takes a while to realize that you were a bit stuck but once you've identified that feeling it's it's pretty difficult to shake off and you, you're always aware that it's there you know you wake up it's there you get to work it's there you um you're doing something during the day you're driving it's there you know you're you're just you you're constantly aware of it because it never leaves you and even if it's just in the back of your mind like this little niggling doubt you know it's there and you won't be able to shake it until you've done something about it so you know whether that's in two months two years or ten years you're eventually gonna have to listen to it and feeling stuck can come from many things but it's got a lot to do with your own self-belief and being able to persevere in life so my own personal experience with the concept of being stuck is very much related to my career in relationships. So um, if you've listened to my previous podcast, you'll know that I um, you'll know that I graduated about a year ago now. I went to uni when I was 18, mainly because I wasn't sure what I was going to do and everybody else seemed to be doing it. And don't get me wrong, I am glad I went. It was an, it was an amazing experience and I learned a lot, even though, you know, parts of it were quite difficult at times and I struggled a lot mentally but I made the most amazing friends and I learned how to live by myself so I graduated about this time last year um I did a degree in English language and media and it was only when I was about a year in or not even a year in maybe six months in but I was like actually I don't I don't like the degree and I was living with people who you know I didn't really get on with or who I didn't speak to and already had their their own friendship groups and I just found myself feeling quite distant and my friend and the people who I was friends with I only had a couple of really good friends in my first year and they were and I didn't live with them at the time and they both had their own things going on it got better as time went on and you know as time went on I started to enjoy the course more the first year if you've been to uni you'll know it's pretty introductory and it's pretty um you know I mean it can be what I would say, if you're going to go to uni, make sure it's something you're really, really passionate and sure about. Because although you can learn to like something, I'd say there were only a couple of modules um, and both towards the end of uni that I properly enjoyed. So, and I thought because I just, when I when I applied to uni, I sort of thought, oh, I'm just going to go with, pardon me. I'm just going to go with whatever, whatever I feel like I'm good at, you know, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go with that. At school, people told me I was reasonably okay, reasonably okay at English, and I was alright at media, so I thought, yeah, just go with that. So I did English language and media, I hated the first year, I struggled being away from home with money, even though I hadn't expected to feel homesick, I did, it was a massive change, and I was all alone in a city three hours away from home. 
And even though I hadn't really had the best relationship with my mum until that point, I started to really, really realise that, you know, leaving isn't all it's cracked up to be. And sometimes you can, like, that's when, you know, the homesickness can kick in. And I was, although my relationship with my mum is quite complicated at times, I realised a lot of what she'd been trying to tell me while I was growing up was actually true. You do realise things like that in retrospect. Um, But in my first year, uh, at Christmas actually, things were so bad. I was depressed, I was self-harming, I was struggling with the workload. I didn't understand what was going on half the time, I didn't know how to reference, any of that shit. So I I seriously considered just dropping out and coming home. Um, and, and I just got, I just got, uh, told not to by everybody who I spoke to. I thought about maybe transferring unis, but I couldn't be asked the stress. I was just exhausted. So I carried on and it got a bit worse before it got better, but it did start to get better. I settled in. I managed to get through the first year. And then from then on, it was a little bit, it got a little bit easier with each passing year. The second year, I realised, yeah, I actually can do this, even though I still wasn't very fond of the course. I thought, okay, I've studied a broad degree. I don't know what I want to do, but I'll work out as I go along. I went through stages where I wanted to go into journalism, where I thought about teaching. Um, And then in my third year, I thought, okay, um, I did a screenwriting module. And at the time, I'd I'd come through a pretty hard time in my life. And I thought, I, I was sat in my first lecture of my screenwriting module and it was so interesting I love writing I've always loved writing but I, ha- I lost my motivation for it um when I was 17 and had a- and did creative writing a level because the teachers like the teachers liked what they liked and it was a small class and I felt like they just sort of felt my writing was a bit shallow and not about the things they were wanting to hear about so I stopped trying and I stopped going to the classes And that was the first time I'd sort of rediscovered a passion for it. And I got really into it and I was good at it. And I started and I got first in that module. Um, So I did, I did really well in that one. And I was really passionate and I thought, oh, how can I turn this into a career? And that was the plan. I wanted to become a screenwriter. And part of me still does. I still want to get stuff published alongside everything else I'm doing. But yeah. So I was, um, so I still didn't really know what to do after I graduated. I was coming, I was 21. I was coming up to the end of my, my third year while I was, um, like towards the end of 2018, I was in a relationship, um, with a guy who didn't live that far away from me at uni and I, um, and I didn't really know what to do because my options were move home three hours away when I didn't really feel ready to move home or I could stay where I was and continue in the part-time job I was doing at the hospital alongside my degree um so and I don't want to do I wasn't ready to go into doing a master's yet I there was one that I was interested in but I didn't think I was going to be good enough to get onto it again you know not feeling good enough that kind of thing appreciate but like um I aimed for it and I thought, okay, if I spend a year working and I stay and I stay in the city, I can I can save up for the fees because it's going to be expensive and I can apply for 2020 entry, so this year. Um, 
And I am actually doing a master's, it's just not the one I thought I'd be doing. So, yeah, I mean, I... So I was planning to take a year out of uni to work and save up to do a master's in screenwriting. So from May onwards, I finished my degree in May 2019. I um, I stepped up my hours um, as a... Um, at the hospital where I was working as a catering assistant and a barista in the restaurant. And I thought, oh, it's not going to be any different from the first year where I was working there. I've been there since the end of my second year at uni. And at first I was working full time because I started in June, I think. And I just handed in all my coursework and stuff. So, but I was working from... So from about May last year until, I'd say, February, so a solid nine months, I worked at the hospital full-time, and nothing could have prepared me for from the dramatic shift of working 20 hours a week for a little bit of extra pocket money, rent and food was covered by my student loan, so I didn't really have to worry about it, and I could spend... If I Basically, what I'm saying is, if I wanted to order £80 worth of, worth of clothes from my bed before I'd even got up in the morning, at five in the morning, I could do, but this real life shit, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the same. Uh, It was, it was, it was a cold, hard reality, and it was grim, because suddenly it was like, I was paying my rent out of my own pocket, I was, it was, I was completely supporting myself, but uh, it wasn't easy, and half the time I struggled to make ends meet even though like what I was on was considered a good wage for for my age like I was on about nine pounds an hour and when you're 21 that's considered you know it's above average so apparently I should have been grateful for that but I was struggling to make ends meet and because I was bank staff as well which basically means you're on a zero hour contract they could pick me up and drop me where they wanted and I often found especially as we got past the summer that there sometimes weren't enough hours so I, sometimes I was only doing four days a week, and that was difficult. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean it's it's tough, really. It was really tough. So and I was also learning to drive. I was finish. I was trying to finish learning to drive at the time. Uh, so I was having to pay for my rent, which was really expensive. Still a um. Uh, so my council tax, my driving lessons, and my food out of everything I was earning without a student loan. And I chose to stay in my uni city, so technically it was my fault. I just didn't want to move home. I didn't feel ready to. I knew it was going to be bad for my mental health. Um, and I thought, you know, I can do this. Um, but it was, it was, and I felt like my my first two years of uni were a bit weird. Like they were... The first year was a bit rough. The second year was better, but I still wasn't living in the best situation. My third year was brilliant. It was tough. Like, we we had to work very hard, but I lived with two of my best friends. um, And it was the most amazing year. I felt like I needed another year like that after it ended because I was so sad. And um, so I moved in with three of my other best friends who I'd also gone to uni with. Two of them were doing a master's and one of them was also working so and although it was good I was it was it was different it was different to what I expected it's been it was great living with my friends but it was also very rough on my bank so a massive part of the uni experience is living with your friends and it's enjoying every day 
uh, that you spend doing the mundane things together. What I didn't, what I wasn't prepared for is the fact that it wasn't going to feel like uni anymore. Because for me, it wasn't uni. It was cold, hard, depressing life. And I felt like I didn't really have a purpose to why I was actually there anymore, like in, in that city. Because all of my friends were there for a specific reason. And all of the, my, all of my friends who had left the city after, after we'd graduated were going off and doing their, like, anything. And I was the only one who didn't know what, what they were doing, you know? Um, I was the only one who didn't really have a solid plan because early on, in after I moved into my new house, I found that, oh, actually, this master's that I want to do, this screenwriting master's, only takes 12 people a year. And I was like, um, fuck off, am I going to be one of those? I'm not good enough. So I sort of beat myself into thinking I wasn't good enough and I never applied. And then after that, some pretty rough shit happened to me and I was completely just demotivated from everything after that. And I thought, right, okay, I'll just find a job in what I'm trained for. I applied for a graduate programme um, through the uni, uh, an internship, and eventually I was accepted onto that and it was only supposed to be a six-week thing initially, three days a week. Uh, it got extended to 12 weeks. Um, and I cut my hours at the hospital at that point because, and, and things did get better. Things got better once I'd started that, because by the time I'd reached this point in February, I was just like, I was completely done. I'd struggled with my mental health, the, the, uh, and the stuff that had happened to me towards the end of last year. It was just difficult. But the, the... The plan was always that I needed another year like last year, but even those can come undone really quickly, even though I thought, oh, yeah, this is a great idea. But that is often the reality of what happens after uni. No more student discount. You've got a council tax. People don't seem to understand that you don't necessarily want to discuss what your best step, in, your next step in life is when everybody's asking you because you because you might not know or you might not want to talk about it. When I tell people, like mainly family, that my main my dream job was to become a screenwriter, I had a lot of people pull a face at me and be like, "Oh, don't you think you should aim for something a little bit more realistic? You probably won't get to do that look for a proper job." I mean, yeah, they kind of had a point, but it was not very nice to hear. So I started I stopped wanting to discuss it because I didn't know what else to do. And right after graduation, I did have a couple of interviews for grad jobs, but they never went any further than that. It was mainly stuff in, like, marketing and uh, recruitment and things like that. That's all I was really trained for. And by that point, I was too tired from working 40-odd hours a week in sweltering heat and mixtures. So a big mixture of days and nights. I decided I could live with the job I had because I was too tired. I stopped writing. I stopped working on my master's application, only going back to work and coming back. After all, it was money. It was familiar. And after a while, those stopped sounding like valid excuses. But being stuck in a rut, it doesn't happen all at once. For me, it was it was um, it's it began with problems at work. It was being spoken to like I was nothing, even though I had actually worked very hard and I was and without tooting my own horn, I was um, I was quite an intelligent girl. But this job was making me feel like actually I was worth nothing. I was much the youngest where I worked as well. I was 21, so it was... Um, and a lot of the people who I worked with had been there years, and they were very much... Although most of them were relatively nice people, they were just sort of very clicky. 
and it was a difficult place to work at times. So when I was spoken to like I was nothing and made to feel like I was nothing, that made me start to lose my confidence. And then it was always being rejected after grad for grad job after grad job and then feeling like I was working an unholy amount and constantly being burnt out just so I could finish learning to drive and then pay a disgraceful amount of, of money on a retainer fee for a house I couldn't even live in over the summer. And I was having to pay rent for another place on top of that for a place that didn't even have a fucking working shower. Ugh, trash. I um, And then, ugh. Finding out that the uni uh, I wanted to go to was um, only took 12 people a year for that specific course actually sent me into a massive downward spiral because that was the thing I had used to motivate me through uni. I was a very, I was kind of a below average student. I got a third in my first year, then like a mid-range 2-2 in my second year. And I managed to lift it to a solid 2-1 that I graduated with. So I had to work my ass off in third year. And I did. And I, I'm really proud of that still. Because I was going through so much at the same time. But I that was my motivation. And then suddenly it was like my whole thing that had motivated me. It was just gone. And I thought, oh. And that was pretty disheartening. So in hard times, a lot of people seem to f- fixate them themselves on one thing in particular to motivate them and, not, and get them through. That's what I did. So, um, and it was, and all this hard work that I'd put in, it only really occurred in the last, I'd say, I'd say probably the last three or four months of my third year. I came out of a relationship, like, just before my 21st birthday, and it caught, that relationship caused me to be lazy and miserable and distracted. My grades were still, like, low two twos, and I don't know where from. But I, I got the motivation to work my ass off and I graduated with the grade I needed for the course. And that drained, and when I found out only 12 people were accepted a year, that drained the motivation straight out of me. Because I stopped, and then I stopped writing and I stopped working on my ideas. I thought, oh, well, what's the point in working so hard? I'm not going to get in anyway. So quite recently, I remembered that when I was at college and at uni, one thing that I always used to tell the people around me is I don't want to be one of those people who just lives for the weekend when they can escape their humdrum life for 48 hours. I don't want to do a job that I don't like and I'm not good at just so I can live when I could be doing something else. And then last um, last November or so, once I'd come out of all the shit that was going on in my life, I started to get really sick of things and I started to realise that actually... I was the person who I described just now. More so, I was only 21 years old. And that's when I realised something has to has to change, and it did. So I applied for that graduate programme, and sure enough, it was a good thing I did, because things at work started to get steadily worse from then. I got given some more responsibilities, and I moved into the, I moved into the oncology cafe and started working up there, which was easier because the... The woman I was working with, she's still a great friend and she was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely loved her and it was a much better atmosphere and I felt like I was doing more to help people, which has always been quite important to me. I, I enjoy helping people, I enjoy just being around for people. So it was it was really nice to be working up there. I felt a lot more appreciated. But still, the people who I'd been working with you know, and I think um, the people who I've been working with elsewhere, it was just, yeah, they, they, it was tough to work with them sometimes. And 
there's a certain type of person who can really drain the shit out of you and it was being surrounded by things like that all the time and I just couldn't do it it was difficult and I found that when I got out of there or sort of started to move out of there my mental health really improved because I wasn't being surrounded by negativity all the time and people who hated their jobs and that made me and it it got better but obviously as I sort of made the moves I did to start to come out of it and um they I got a lot of resentment from people and I'm not really sure why that was but it was it was difficult because obviously you start working somewhere as a student and people you sort of expect that people are gonna you know expect you to leave but it was like they sort of resented me for leaving or like or like planning to leave especially when I cut my hours down I got a lot of stick for that and it's like well I'm sorry but I've been training for something for three years am I gonna stay here no not really and I started my internship and that was a whole new thing I'm going back to it for a couple of months uh, and working from home and that was that was a really different experience and it was really fun to work with new people but I still was like "Mm, not too sure if this is what I want to do long term I enjoy it I enjoy it a lot more than what I was doing Uh, I got offered a job working in, in community engagement for the police and I got that uh, but then, unfortunately, with everything going on with COVID, it sort of got retracted. And so I ended up moving home, carrying on my internship from home and just working three days a week from home. And there who are, uh, and I've been freelancing for the same company after since after it ended as well. So it's it's been it's been a weird one. It's been very strange. And then changing career is always a big one as well it's it's difficult to think about that I just sort of thought um I I lost my motivation for writing a while ago and sometimes I still get the urge to write but then I thought how can I make a living out of out of writing or screenwriting when I when I lose when I've lost my motivation for it because if I lose my motivation and I've got a house to pay for and kids to feed one day then I'm fucked so I thought maybe I do need a bit of a backup and I didn't quite know what I wanted that to be when I was in the middle of my third year before I even looked into screenwriting properly I um I looked up social work and I knew it was a massive career change but to be honest it scared me a bit and I thought I was going to have to go and do a whole new undergrad degree and completely retrain um and then it was only when I was looking into it a little bit when I was bored over lockdown and I was like, actually, hmm, I I don't have to do that. I could I could literally just, you know, there were a few unis where yeah, okay, you did have to retrain completely, but as long as but the one I'm the one I've chosen, as long as you got you've got a substantial amount of experience in the social care sector, you can um you can apply for that. You, you can apply for that. And I didn't expect to get in, but I got in and now I'm going to study to be a social worker. And that's really exciting for me. It's I, I've always wanted to do a job where I where I don't get bored, where I'm constantly dealing with different things. And something that challenges me, I like to be challenged. But even, even if I had um, decided to apply for screenwriting, now I think I would have more confidence to do it. 
because just because say if you're applying for a course that only takes 12 people a year it doesn't mean you can't be one of them you have like I didn't believe in myself enough but maybe I should have done I don't know but you know things happen for a reason and you know it, it things go the way they decide to go but if you um I know that I'm I know I knew back then when I wrote this this is based on a blog post I wrote in November ironically enough when I was at work um at the hospital so I knew back then if I believed hard enough in myself that I wouldn't be in this rut forever it is always a means to an end and it was because not long after my rut did end and although I was in a slightly different kind of rut in lockdown um and I wasn't working for a little while properly you know it's um it's always means to an end and in September um it will be shaken up again and I'll have a different scenario to deal with but what I'll say and what I will continue to say uh even if I get stuck in another rut and begin to move my life in a different direction although it doesn't really seem like it at the time and it feels rough there's a point to feeling stuck and I know it sounds crazy but there, there is. You learn a lot about yourself, particularly if you're stuck in the sense of not knowing quite where to go from here, but knowing that you need to move on. And sometimes feeling unstable in that sense, it makes you think about where, what you need to do in order to get where you need to be. And here's why. So if you hate something enough and it's only ever meant to be a temporary measure, one day you'll put an end to it. Something will eventually push you to change like whether it's somebody really pissing you off I remember one time I got into this raging argument with a woman at work and she was like we we got on all right before she became a manager and then um and then like one one she was just constantly on my back and just attacking me constantly and I just I just flipped her one time and I just said oh if you so if you think you're so good at it and you know what to do why don't you fucking do it yourself and okay, that's probably not the right way to talk to, um, uh, to talk to your boss. And ironically, I do have a slight problem with authority, which is a bit ironic considering I'm supposed to be going into social work. But you know, you, things happen, don't they? But I was tired of being spoken to like shit, like I was nothing. Point is, that job made me feel like I was nothing. And that was a massive detriment to me and my mental health and my confidence. And as soon as I got out of it, as soon as I left, when I when I left, I, I wasn't even aware that that was the day I was going to be leaving. I still thought I had two more weeks before I left. But obviously then the country went into lockdown and I just left two weeks early. And I, and I moved home to my mum's. But... Yeah, and if you are stuck in a mundane job like I was, you do begin to appreciate the other things in your life more, your friends, your family, and anything else you might have achieved up to now. It all starts to mean more when you are stuck in a place like that because I kept thinking, you know, I've got my degree, I I know that things are going to start to change, I won't be here forever. And being somewhere where you don't want to be actually gives you a lot of time to dream about where you would want to be. And I had a lot of different options that I thought about and I thought, you know anything would just suit me better than it, than what it is and eventually I did get out turning those dreams into reality can be really difficult and it, it's hard to make a change especially when you've got used to something it can be done though and there is still time however old you are um 
The hardest part is actually getting yourself to do it. As for how to get out of it, the best thing to do is just to start small, but then gradually begin to make changes. So, like, try making a list of all the things you want to achieve, whether it's a full-blown bucket list or just a couple of things that you've always wanted to do. Bit by bit, just go down the list and tick things off. Recognise whether there's anything in your life that you still need to change, and once you've identified what those things are, then that's half the battle because you're fully aware of them. Once you're aware of them, they're never going to go away. And with small steps, this is what I've always thought, even the biggest journeys can be achieved, however long they take. It's like, I'm, um, I didn't figure out what I wanted to do uh, for a career until, well, like a couple of months ago, really. And I wasn't even sure that I'd get to do it. But now I'm going to do it. It doesn't mean that I'm going to let go of my passions. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to do a bit of screenwriting in my spare time when I'm, when I'm not working. Um, it just means that at the moment, I, I don't feel as though I can turn it into a career. Maybe someday I'll change my mind about that, you know. But at the moment, it's going in a direction that I want it to be going in. And yours can too. It's 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 difficult to make a change like this. But um, but you're not going to be in your rut forever. And I know that after lockdown, a lot of people are stuck in a rut, especially with being furloughed and a lot of people have lost jobs. But this this will, this this time will as well. This This will pass. Everything always passes at some point. Even something like this, horrendous as it is. Okay, well, that is all I've got to say for this one. Oh, this is really long again. It's almost 34 minutes. Oh, God. Yeah, thanks for listening to me banging on for all this time. I hope you enjoyed this. And if you are stuck in a rut, I hope you get out of it soon. Um, You can do it. I did it. So, and I and mine was a very big rut. I was in a massive depression nest because of my horrible hospital rut. And I also had to wear a blue hairnet, which was really not a good look. Ugh. And they used to, like... And they got stuck everywhere. I, I remember one time, I don't even know how, I actually found one in my ex-boyfriend's car, and I just thought... Right. Well, anyway, thank you so much for listening. And I um, I hope you enjoyed this one. Please let me know what you think, uh, whether that's on Instagram or on Anchor or anything else. Okay, I'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye.